Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Denny Long. Good morning to you, Dr. Hilden. And I just gave the phone number and a text number. We've done this show before. And when you uh, introduce your guest, uh, we'll start collecting our phone calls and text messages. But who is going to be your guest today? Well, thank you, Denny. Good morning to everybody. I am going to talk about osteoarthritis, otherwise known as that wear and tear on the joints that bothers so many people. We have Dr. Lynn No on the program to, uh, this morning. Dr. No is a rheumatologist. That's a, like a joint and muscle specialist. Um, he deals with a lot of medical conditions. He specializes, however, in autoimmune and connective tissue diseases. And connective tissue are your bones, your ligaments, your joints, your muscles. Those are your connective tissues. He practices at both at our downtown clinic as well as our Brooklyn Park Clinic. He is certified for musculoskeletal ultrasound, which I might uh, hopefully have a chance to ask him about because ultrasound is, although it's not a new technology, it's got a, an emerging role in the treatment and diagnosis, particularly of muscle and joint. So Dr. No, welcome to the show and thank you for Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. It's great to have you on the show because I know that muscle and arthritis problems are super common for people and people have a lot they want to learn about that particular topic. But before we get to the topic itself, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and tell our listeners what exactly is a rheumatologist? Yeah, so I'm a rheumatologist that's been at Hennepin County Medical Center or Hennepin Healthcare uh, now as it's known. For the past three and a half years, um, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, went to medical school in Chicago, and then just slowly made my way back. I think that's the truth of all Minnesotans, that we all always come home. Um, a rheumatologist, what I do, um, I specialize in something called autoimmune diseases, which is a condition that is very, very rare, that can affect people in ways that uh are extremely debilitating. For example, the most common autoimmune disease is rheumatoid arthritis. It's a condition in which causes your immune system to become hyperactive, uh, if you will. And it simply causes so much inflammation that it causes damage to joints, predominantly of the hands and wrists of most people. It does run in families a little bit, and there are certain other factors that play a role in it too. But rheumatologists like myself use medications that help tone down the immune system just a little bit so that it can leave the person alone. So that way they can go on to have a fruitful, normal, um, and uh, um, uh, relatively safe joints for the rest of their life. So how does it differ from osteoarthritis? 
Yeah, it's a great question. That's one we get asked a lot. Osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis are completely different. Rheumatoid arthritis is just bad luck. I mean, you don't really have a say in it. Um, you get it, and it's just because you're the one percenters that are really rare to get it. Um, osteoarthritis, on the other hand, is a fact of life. It's guaranteed to happen. If you live long enough, it's going to happen. If you live past your 50s, it's there. A little bit in your knees, perhaps in your uh, hips, and maybe some other areas too. But like you said, Dr. Hilden, it is wear and tear. And so there's nothing about the immune system um, so much driving that. It's just a matter of just putting some miles on your body. Okay, now you make me old. If it's over age and you've got it, I, you know, I feel like my joints are going to fall apart. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I like to kind of say that it's not so much with age, it's with wisdom. So the wiser you get, the more you notice it. <laughs> got it. I got it. Okay, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that thought. So how would one um, know that you have these conditions? So, so in words, what are the signs of, of osteoarthritis? Yeah, so the the biggest sign of osteoarthritis is just having that soreness and ache in your joints, predominantly in the knees and the hips, at the end of the day, after you've had a long day of doing something, standing, walking, you know, a tough day on the job, so on. You wake up and you feel a little stiff in your joints, too, in those same areas um, for maybe about five, ten minutes, and you loosen them up, and then you kind of get going throughout the day. Most people, when they first notice these symptoms, they don't really do anything about it just because it's so short-lived. Um, they don't take any Tylenol, ibuprofen, or anything like that. It's usually a few years later when these symptoms become a lot more pronounced. They last a little bit longer. It's keeping people up from sleeping at night or making it really hard for them to get through their day. That's usually when they start coming in and talking to their doctors about it. Um, but again, it's just soreness, achiness in your joints, and then maybe a little bit of short-term morning stiffness in the morning. If you get those things, and is there something you could? Well, let me before we even say what can you do about it. Is there a way to prevent anything I can do in my life to prevent the development of arthritis? Yeah, that's a great question, and um, to, the answer is no. Uh, as long as you live long enough, it's going to happen. Um, it's just like any car that you buy. Your uh, the human body is this, is an extremely well designed, super high performance sports car. And the brake pads are just like the joint linings that everyone has, wears down with time. And so if you drive around long enough, if you put enough miles on, it's going to happen. There's no way to prevent it. Um, even if you bubble wrap yourself, you know, in a space suit and launch yourself into space for the majority of your life, it's still going to happen. It's going to still go on. So there's not, not really sure a lot we can do to prevent Yeah, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. Not sure that I'm a super uh, high performance sports car. I, I might be a little bit more of a, uh, an old jalopy of a of a. Of a body. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've got. Uh, are there are there some people, however, are more likely to get? Are there risks? Yeah, that's great. Um, yes. So people who have uh, occupations or histories where they've had more just damage to their joints or just more wear and tear to their joints. For example, the most classic one I see, um, in my 40 years, something are athletes, previous athletes, uh, football players or so on that have injured their knee at, you know, when they were in high school or in college, didn't think much of it at the time, because at that point in our lives, I mean, nothing really phased us. We're essentially invincible. And so later on, that stuff does catch up to you. And that wear and tear that you put on at that time in your life does slowly catch up. 
So I see a lot of people with previous sports injuries, but then there's not just that too, but people working normal daily jobs. For example, I've met a lot of mechanics who just put so much wear and tear in their hands. I met a gentleman who used his fist as a hammer because it was faster for him. Um, so yeah, he had a ton of wear and tear there. I've met seamstresses. I've met just tons of people who do different types of jobs that just require so much repetition that it just essentially wore down that area just a little bit more than other areas. And so they noticed these symptoms very early on. So it turns out a lot of us are at risk for arthritis. We're talking to Dr. Lynn Noah, rheumatologist at Hennepin Healthcare, about arthritis. And then, Denny, it might be time for a quick break. I think you're right. And uh, let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation again. 651-989-9226 is the phone number. It's also the text number. On Healthy Matters this Sunday morning on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to Healthy Matters this Sunday morning. Here once again is Dr. David Hilden. Thank you, Denny. Long morning, everybody. We are talking to Dr. Lynn No, a rheumatologist from Hennepin Healthcare. I just do throw out the phone numbers if you need a rheumatologist. This is one of the departments that is, if not one of the biggest departments at Hennepin, it is one of the best. There are several rheumatologists that are there to see you about your uh, joint problems, your rheumatoid arthritis, your osteoarthritis, perhaps other things like lupus and the like. We have expertise all these areas. Dr. No, you're practiced both downtown, but you also practice out at our Brooklyn Park Clinic, correct? Yes, we've been expanding our services out to Brooklyn Park um, since, I want to say, about August this year. And Dr. Maloney and Dr. Nasser, my two partners, have been doing that for a lot longer than I have been. But we're trying to increase our services out to areas which people so desperately need help but can't really make the trek downtown. So I want to encourage people, if you live in anywhere in the northern metro, the Brooklyn Park Clinic is Hennepin's hidden, it's not, it's wide open, it's it's right there. But I mean, it's one that I haven't talked about maybe as much in the show. It's a beautiful facility. It's been recently renovated. It's got incredible facilities. Facilities don't make the clinic. What it really has is incredible doctors. If you need a visit just in Brooklyn Park, the number's easy, 612-813-MY-MD. 612-873-6963. And I will say that number again later in the show. Dr. Elf, it's okay with you. I have, I'm going to guess, 25 text messages that have come in in the last six minutes. And I'm going to start, we're going to talk more about arthritis. We'll do so by the text line. And just sure. ask you some questions. And I think take our conversation in a, a, a good way. Here is the first sure. one. That says, good morning. My mom has both rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis. She has pretty bad flare-ups where she's basically unable to walk. She's looking for acupuncture. Do you know if that's been a successful treatment for people with both RA and osteoarthritis? Thank you, from Jill. Was that um, was what you said, acupuncture? Was that it? Yeah, she's wondering about acupuncture for either okay. of those, RA or osteoarthritis. No, that's a really uh, unique question, just because that is probably more on the forefront of medicine, and I think People are learning more and seeing more about it. Um, there's no research data, so there's no uh, scientific things that I can quote and say like, oh, yes, people who did do acupuncture clearly showed a benefit over people who did not. However, with that being said, a lot of rheumatologists see a lot of anecdotal data, patients who just go out and do it on their own and um, have found significant benefit for both conditions of rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis. 
with that being said, I usually do encourage my patients and all patients actually to be very forthcoming with their physicians. We're not really here to judge anyone or really make any um, uh, criticism. So we're just here to help. And so if you're doing such, uh, something or you want to pursue something like that, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to facilitate it. And at the end of the day, we don't want to get in the way of it either. So if it helps you, then by all means, you know, we want you to proceed with it. It's a very safe, otherwise um, practice of medicine that I think is a great tool in our toolbox. It's a great uh, um, answer. The thing you said at the end is something I found to be true. Acupuncture is safe. Um, and I don't know how it works, uh, to be honest. And I think, um, and as Dr. No said, it, although it doesn't have maybe some of the um, the uh, the data that some of us like to, to talk about, you know, the scientific evidence, it has been used for thousands of years. Some people do get relief. So just Dr. No. And when we do offer up in healthcare, I might, I might say, well, if I could go to another question, it's about sick hands oh i think we lost dr hilden i tell you oh, what no. let's let's uh, no, we'll we'll get him back for sure doctor uh hang on let's uh, let's do this let's take a break we'll reset up and uh the, the high-tech things do happen here on the radio especially live radio so let's uh, dennis let's take a quick break here we'll get things back organized on healthy matters stay tuned stand by doctor we'll uh, be right back here on news talk 830 wcco and good morning. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden is with us and a special guest, and as usual, for folks maybe joining us a little late, uh, who is your special guest today? Good morning, everybody. I'm sorry about uh, – uh, I hope you're having a good morning. I'm sorry I got cut off for a second there. We're talking to Dr. Lynn No, a rheumatologist at Hennepin, and um, I just want to get right back into the question about uh, sifts on the fingers from a texter. So, first of all, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here, Dr. No. Yes, absolutely. Love being here. Okay, so the question was about cysts on my fingers near the nail beds, and the knuckles are big and the fingers are getting more crooked. Is this rheumatoid? The joints that are right next to your nail bed are called the distal interphalangeal joints, and these are the most common sites for osteoarthritis to occur. Osteoarthritis of the hands can occur more so in women than men, and it does have more of a hereditary uh, trend to it rather than occupational. And it can sometimes skip fingers, so you might notice it on the index finger of one hand, and then it'll jump to the ring finger on that same hand. The other area that people will notice these little cysts occur, too, with osteoarthritis is also the middle knuckle, the one that's just second closest to the nail bed. And that's called the PIP joint or the proximal interphalangeal uh, joint. And so these two joints make up the most common joints that are represented in osteoarthritis. Here's another question. Here's another question from a texter. It says, I believe I have arthritis in my foot with some morning pain or if I sit for a long period of time. I have been using Voltaren and it really helps. Can I use it indefinitely? What do you think of that? Well, uh, as long as this works, uh, one of the rules that rheumatologists kind of adopt is if it isn't broke, don't fix it. But in general, Voltaren topical, if you use as directed, it's very safe. It's, there's really no reason to um, consider using something else if it's doing the job for you. But just keep in mind that you can also have other topical agents too. There's like topical capsaicin, which kind of offers a little bit of a numbing sensation or kind of like a little bit of a, a, a cooling, a burning feel, if you will, like the way Icy Hot does uh, to your joints. And that can sometimes offer a significant amount of relief too. 
There's been uh, there's several questions about uh, replacement of joints and when you might need that. So if I could just summarize and say, when do you really recommend people get, for instance, a knee replacement? And then there's another question that says uh, about I had a complete knee replacement and I developed complex regional pain syndrome. And now I'm getting, uh, I need numerous treatments for that. So a two-part question, when do you recommend people get knee replacement? And then what about complex regional pain syndromes? Ooh, these are two tough questions because these are more questions directed towards, you know, surgical specialists like the orthopedic surgeons who do these surgeries. Rheumatologists will help patients uh, deal with osteoarthritis up to the point where they need surgery. I can't tell you when it's safe for you to get surgery. It's very unique depending on the person, depending on your heart, your lungs, and other things that are going on with your body simultaneously. The other thing, too, is that I know a lot of surgeons prefer to wait to do surgery until patients are just a little bit wiser. And the reason why is because joints that are replaced don't have an indefinite lifespan on them. They are not as good as original factory hardware, if you will, and so they don't last quite as long. And because of that, we don't want to look into a situation where you might need two joint replacements in your lifetime in that same joint. So I know that some surgeons think of it that way. Um, but if you really want to know when is the, the right time for you to get a joint replacement, it is a very individual uh, decision. It's a very personal decision, and it's something that you got to talk with your uh, orthopedic surgeon for sure. Regarding the complex regional pain syndrome, that is one of the unfortunate circumstances that can occur after major surgery or major accident to a limb. And I would not say that that would be a reason why you would want to hold off on doing surgery. If you're one of those individuals who are just in so much pain and you're suffering, you can't do anything, um, and your surgeon feels that this is the time for you to consider knee replacement or joint replacement surgery, um, I think that complete, uh, complex regional pain syndrome is um, and low enough of a risk that you, I think that the benefit of a joint replacement in your case would probably be would probably outweigh it. Good advice. Good advice. We're talking to Dr. Lynn No, rheumatologist, and we're specifically talking about arthritis um, today on the show. Uh, back to the text line, we have a, a lot more, uh, Lynn. We got a lot of questions for you today. I'm going to pepper you with them if I could. Here's somebody who is saying, "I was under the impression that regular exercise would help." prevent osteoarthritis. What do you say about exercise and arthritis? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad whoever brought that up did. So there are essentially a few truths to osteoarthritis. There is absolutely, truth number one, there's absolutely no way to stop it or prevent it. It's going to happen. Truth number two, just because it's going to continue and it's going to happen doesn't mean that it has to be with a huge amount of pain, meaning that the patients don't have to live with a huge amount of pain to go with it. So everything that we do up to surgery for osteoarthritis is in relief of pain. That's what we focus on. We just kind of say, all right, we try to do a lot of things to try to make cartilage grow back, if you will, those brake pads to grow back, the joint lines to grow back. So far, none of that stuff has really worked. So if that doesn't work and we're in this crunch where people are having a lot of pain, what can we do to relieve pain and exercise? is one of those things that absolutely helps reduce pain. And that's been shown over and over and over in a lot of different scientific studies. So to clarify the point of that, um, that text message, exercise is wonderful for relieving pain, but it does not necessarily prevent osteoarthritis. Very good. Okay, if you don't mind, I'm gonna keep rolling through the calls, uh, Dr. Nell. Here's one that says, this is from 
let's see, I think it's uh, CJ in Champlin. It says, walking has been my thing. And about four years ago, it became unbearable to walk. I had a CT that showed spinal stenosis, and I did PT for months to no avail. Then I had an MRI that showed my hip was shot. So this person saying, what a waste of time, what they had been doing previously. So the question is this, is it true an X-ray can see that problem, the hip arthritis, rather than more expensive imaging? I expect my other hip will be next. What kind of imaging do you do to X-rays and pictures and the like to diagnose arthritis? So arthritis can be seen in a lot of different types of pictures, including even ultrasound now, too. Ultrasound is probably not the best at that, though. X-rays are very, very good at it. They're very cheap. They have a lower radiation exposure. CT can also see arthritis, too. It's probably not my favorite go-to because it is associated with a higher cost and then also higher radiation exposure. MRI, finally, is also a nice way to look at arthritis oftentimes, too, because you get to see all those structures really clearly up front. Because osteoarthritis is just more than just bones getting closer on other bones. It's more than just cartilage being lost. Part of the process that drives a lot of the pain around osteoarthritis is also because the muscles and tendons adjacent to those joints also become affected. And MRI picks up on those a little bit more, too. That being said, I don't order a lot of MRIs either. I do say those for more you know, unique circumstances, which I think, okay, either PT or maybe a small um, arthroscopic surgery may be indicated or something like that um, before I send them to the surgeon. You mentioned it's a good segue for me because at the top of the show, I said you use ultrasound in your practice. What the heck for? What do you use ultrasound for as a rheumatologist? So ultrasound is a great, quick, and safe way, and cheap actually too, uh, looking at um, small areas. So whatever I put that ultrasound probe on, if you guys have ever seen any TV show, you know, where they're looking at the um, a pregnant mother, where they're trying to find out where the baby is and gender and so on, that probe gives me a window inside the body. And it's not the clearest picture in the world, but it gives me a good enough picture where I can see vital structures like tendons, muscles. I can even see the bones very clearly. I can see meniscus and um, the ligaments as well. And that helps me oftentimes when I'm trying to make a spot bedside decision like, hey, would you benefit from something like an injection? Would you benefit from um, getting on treatment for gout? Maybe this is gout instead, or maybe this is pseudo-gout instead. Sometimes that little quick image will change the, the way I think about uh, a joint. And so it's a really cool tool to have quickly at bedside. Yeah, I want to give the phone number and the text number again. Uh, if We have a line open if you want to chat with the doctor, 651-989-9226, or the same number applies to your text messages, and we have many of those, 651-989-9226. Thank you, Denny. We're back. We're talking to Dr. Lindo, rheumatologist at Hennepin Healthcare. Here's a question that came just now on the text line, uh, Lynn, and I'm going to put it at the head of the line because I get this question so much, and there's, um, it's about injections into the knee. So the question is this. Talk about cortisone shots in the knee. How often and for how many years? That's the question. Uh, great question. So cortisone shots in the knee are another good way of offering pain relief to people who have osteoarthritis of the knee. And it is not a treatment to prevent nor stop osteoarthritis prevention. Again, it is just purely for pain relief. As far as how often, most specialists will say no more than every three months. But it can essentially go on indefinitely until 
um, a person needs joint replacement where the steroid injections simply just do not offer any more benefit where things are so advanced. Um, or until a point where a patient says, I'm actually kind of done with injections, I hate needles. <laughs> so I've run into that situation every now and then. Is it, un is it, what is the danger? Is the cortisone dangerous if you get it too often? You know, that's actually a, a, a big question for debate. Some people in the past have said, oh, if you gave too many corticosteroid injections, you're actually advancing and progressing the osteoarthritis. You're actually causing damage to the chondrocytes themselves, the cartilage, the, the brake lining. Um, but there have been a lot of scientific research that kind of goes back and forth about that. I think that the majority of people who have osteoarthritis and are desperate enough um, to ask for injections, their needs are so uh, much further in advance that I think there's really no question about, hey, I think I'm going to cause any more damage. Well, damage has already been done. So now it's just a matter of like, can I make sure that you're comfortable so you don't have this you know, intolerable pain every day for the rest of your life? And that's really what it comes down to. So I don't really see a lot of danger with it as long as we follow protocol, um, we clean things properly. Um, with the use of ultrasound, too, that's really changed up the way we do things. So in the past, we would do what's called a blind injection, uh, which means that you just look and feel with your hands where the, you think the bones are, and then you stick the needle between it into the joint. Now, with ultrasound, I can pretty much see the joint line or the space in which the joint shares with and always put the medication pretty much in the right spot. It's what we do for the hip in the past when we did floral injections of the hip and it's what we do for the back too to make sure that things are accurately done. So I'm gonna ask you after the break to talk a little bit about biologic treatments for rheumatologic conditions. So um, hold that, uh, or I'll let you think about that one, Dr. No. but I wanna tell listeners that Dr. Lynn No is seeing patients at our Brooklyn Park Clinic. And at that clinic, that that uh, on which is on 7650 Zane Avenue North, that's where it is, right on Zane Avenue. But at that clinic, there's an infusion center for intravenous biologic treatments for autoimmune disorders. And Dr. No does a joint injection clinic for arthritis, carpal tunnel syndrome, certain types of tendon problems. So if you're experiencing joint pain from arthritis, gout, autoimmune disorders, Relief might be a little bit closer than you think. It's in Brooklyn Park at our clinic at 7650 Zane Avenue North. And to schedule an appointment with Dr. Noll or any of the outstanding uh, practitioners at Brooklyn Park, the number is the same, 612-873-6963. That's 612-873-MYMD. We'll be taking a break shortly, and we're going to talk to Dr. Noll about uh, biologic treatments for rheumatologic conditions after that break. Very good. Stand by for that. Uh, again, here's our phone number, 651-989-9226, also our text number. Here on Healthy Matters this Sunday morning on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. And welcome back to Healthy Matters this Sunday morning. Uh, we have a lot of open lines here on uh, 651-989-9226. You can send your text on topic at uh, 651-989-9226. Uh, Dr. Hillen, we do have callers that uh, we want to grab before uh, the show runs out of time. I think Diane and Rosemont may be first up here. Diane, thank you for waiting. What's your uh, question? Yes. Could you speak to um, stem cells, rooster comb, and plasma for knees? So when it comes to these three different uh, newer types of treatments available out there, 
there's been very little amount of scientific research kind of showing one way or the other if they help or not in terms of pain relief. The one thing that they all do show, though, is that they don't really help with prevention or stopping the process of osteoarthritis. Now, the rooster comb injections have probably been around the longest, and this is an idea behind viscose supplementation, which means that you give something very liquid and very viscous, so thicker and oily into the joint to kind of help um, lubricate, if you will, and then also give it a little bit more cushion and for replacement of the cartilage that it's lost. The plasma and the stem cell stuff is relatively newer and hotter uh, research topics. And these are things that you can see at um, individual uh, private osteo um, uh, orthopedic clinics and specialty sports centers. And these are a little bit uh, more uh, challenging because it's not so much of a medication that you give someone. It's essentially taking their own blood products and giving it back to them. So you take a little bit of a venous sample of blood and an uh, example of plasma you spin it down and you take the part that you want, which is supposed to be rich in pro-healing uh, nutrients and factors and growth factors, and then you give it back to them in that joint instead. Um, and again, that's something that may or may not help with pain, but certainly does not help with um, prevention or stopping the process of osteoarthritis. And the same thing goes with the stem cells as well. I'll tell you what, we have uh, another caller I want to get in before the time. We just have a few minutes left. Kathy in Invergrove is on the uh, line. Uh, Kathy, what is your question, please? Good morning. I have plaque psoriasis, and as you know, an autoimmune disease. I also have some other autoimmune things like fibromyalgia, polymyalgia, but I do take a, I believe it's called a biologic. How will that help the other issues? And will that kind of ward off the arthritis you get when you do have psoriasis? Uh, great question. So the biologic, I'm guessing, is probably for the plaque psoriasis. That's going to be the, the thing that it's really going to help against. It could also help against polymyalgia and rheumatica too, but we're still learning more about that scenario right now. So I can't really say that a biologic for sure would help that. But in plaque psoriasis, there's a lot of different biologics available. You'll see them all on commercials on TV. Um, and these are medications in which they're required to be given either by IV or they're given by injection. And uh, you need to go to, if it's IV, you need to go to specialty infusion centers to be able to receive them. So, for example, our Brooklyn Park Clinic at Hennepin Healthcare can provide it, or our downtown clinic can also do it too. Um, they have specially trained nurses and doctors that provide that medication for you, and they kind of make sure that you're okay and you're tolerating everything well. As far as biologics saving off osteoarthritis, though, there's really been no um, uh, scientific research that backs that up. Um, a couple of them have tried to look at that, and they did not succeed, meaning that it didn't work. It's interesting uh, um, about the biologics. I, I'm glad the, the question was about that because I wanted to make sure we talked about that a little bit. These are the ones you always see on the TV. It seems like biologics are advertised more than hardly any, almost every other drug. And they always have very long names, and they usually end in the letters AB, which stand for antibody. Dr. No, in 30 seconds, or can you tell us what exactly the biologics do? Why are they so promising for current treatment of rheumatoid conditions? So the idea behind rheumatoid arthritis or any other autoimmune conditions is that you try to tamper down the immune system just a little bit, but not too much. Biologics are one of the most efficient and very um, 
focused ways of toning down the immune system because the immune system is made up of so many different types and parts. Medications that we used to use for these conditions like prednisone or methotrexate would kind of blanket the entire immune system a little bit and try to tell everybody to kind of cool it. Biologics just go to one very specific point in the immune system and kind of say, all right, cool your jets here. That's enough for you. And it's enough of it that it will let uh, patients have symptom relief without actually overdoing it and severely immunosuppressing them. That's a great explanation of it. Now, these are medications that you generally get through your specialist. Um, your rheumatologist are sometimes used by cancer doctors. They're used by um, stomach intestine doctors. So if listeners, if you are um, suffering from rheumatologic conditions, um, uh, like we've heard on the show today, Dr. No does provide all of the treatments that we've talked about, including biologics. Um, at our Brooklyn Park Clinic and at our downtown clinic. And if you want to get a hold of him or any of his partners or even a primary care doctor, the number is easy, 612-873-MY-MD. Or if you're more numerically inclined, 612-873-6963. And you can always go to hennepinhealthcare.org for more information about um, uh, the rheumatology or any of our other services. And lastly, before the show ends, I do want to say go to myhealthymatters.org. That's my blog site. I've done some recent posts about art in medicine. There's some links you might want to check out about how we can stay connected to the arts um, and how that might uh, relate to our, our well-being. So that's at myhealthymatters.org. It's all one word, myhealthymatters.org. Dr. No, thank you for being on the show. We are running out of time, but I want to thank you for being on the show. There's a lot of great information today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And quickly, Dr. what's Hill's on the show one of the best week? rheumatologists. What's on the We're going to talk an open line show next. We're going to take your health questions about every topic. Good deal. Have a good week, Dr. Hilden. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure. You stay, uh, stay tuned next uh, for uh, Your Money with Bruce and Peg straight ahead here on News Talk A3OWCCO. Currently 55 degrees. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.